Welcome to the Lawyerist Podcast with Sam Glover and Aaron Street. Each week, Lawyerist brings you advice and interviews to help you build a more successful law practice in today's challenging and constantly changing legal market. And now, here are Sam and Aaron. Hi, I'm Sam Glover. And I'm Aaron Street, and this is episode 79 of the Lawyerist Podcast, where we talk with Nicole Shippers about legal insurance, what it is, how it may increase access to justice, and why it's catching on in the U.S. Today's podcast is sponsored by Abacus Private Cloud. Future-proof your firm by going virtual. Learn more at abacuslaw.com. Today's podcast is also sponsored by Zero Beautiful Legal Accounting, Simplified. Find out more at zero.com. That's X-E-R-O.com. If you enjoy the show, please visit lawyerist.com slash podcast and click on support the podcast to help us keep new episodes coming every week. So Aaron, Lisa wrote about this new lawyer's insurance policy over the last week, but I thought it was worth talking about more because it's kind of strange. So the idea is um, if you're a plaintiff's lawyer, for example, you can purchase a policy on your case and there's no vetting on this. And if you lose, they will pay you up to $100,000. If you win, you pay them 7% of what you've insured for. So up to $7,000. So it's a 7% premium to buy insurance against losing a contingent fee case. And it's sold to lawyers, not to clients. Yes. And it, and it only kicks in if you lose, which is probably more of a hedge than people realize because most of the time you would settle your case. And I, I, I can see some really weird situations where you're, you're better off not settling for a small amount because you could go ahead and collect your insurance on the back end. Although that would almost certainly be an ethics violation if... I mean, it's one thing when you have a conflict of interest about settling versus going to trial. It's another if you stand to benefit and your client would get nothing. I wonder, yeah, but I wonder how that would play out if I'm like, look, client, we can, we can, they're, they're offering us 10,000 bucks to make the case go away. But you know what? If we just go ahead and let lose the case, uh, we could get $100,000 and I'll give you the same. The insurance goes to the lawyer. Oh, no, but the lawyer could say, hey, but sure, I'll give you the same percentage that you would have gotten otherwise. You'll be better off. Why not, why not help me, help me go on and drag the case out for a little while and then lose it? Um, That could be weird. Yeah. I, if that, if that was the strategy, you'd have to make sure that that was covered in the insurance contract. I mean, part, I think the big question for me here is the details. They say there's no vetting, but Mm -hmm. certainly there is some sort of underwriting process, whether it's underwriting of the individual lawyers beforehand or some, some other thing. And presumably there is an insurance contract, which may or may not indicate who can get the money and how that's proven. I mean, otherwise, if it weren't for all those things, it seems like lawyers would just spend $7,000 on every single case they knew they were going to lose. Right. But that will only work about three times before the insurance company closes down. So that can't be <laughs> what the business model is. Right. Um, if, the, like, if it can be used generally as a hedge, then it seems like an interesting new option for a PI lawyer's toolkit. I think that's right. On the topic of insurance, here's my conversation with Nicole. Nicole. 
Now, before we get started today, I'm going to apologize because I have some workmen doing some renovations on my house, and so you're probably going to hear some of that noise in the background during our conversation. So I apologize for that. Um, I hope that we're able to get most of it out of the way so it's not too distracting. But with that said, um, here's Nicole Shippers. Nicole, tell us about yourself. Well, thanks, Sam. I appreciate it. So I am actually the Associate General Counsel and Legal Industry Advocate at ARUG, which is a legal insurance company. And ARUG is spelled A-R-A-G. Um, and I and I always pronounce it wrong, but it's Arag, like a pirate, you said. Yes, exactly. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so I, I wanted to have you on because we we we've connected over this past year. You're you're going to be one of our sponsors at our TBD Law get together, and I'm super excited about all of that. But we don't normally have vendors on just to talk about their product. Uh, but what's the reason I wanted to with you is because Arag is legal insurance. And, and what I thought of when I initially heard about that was something very different from what it is. And what it really is, is a pretty neat product that can actually serve access to justice, I think. So tell me, like, how do you, how do you describe legal insurance to people, first of all? You know, the easiest way, I think, is to think of it in terms of maybe like medical insurance and just like the importance of going to a doctor and having the ability, the affordability and being able to find a doctor, we equate it to legal insurance. And we feel that you should be able to afford, find and um, see a quality attorney. And this is not prepaid legal services, which is what popped into my head and what probably everybody else started listening to this podcast thinking it was, it's not the same thing. But how, how, like, how do you distinguish those two things when you talk about it? Well, you're right. A lot of people do think of prepaid um, versus legal insurance. And so the, I think the best way to say is that we are, because we're insurance, we're highly regulated. So you, we should think more of a typical healthcare, um, auto, that type of insurance company because the states are looking at us to make sure that we are, um, you know, have adequate reserves, that we are doing everything on the up and up. And that's not to say that prepaid is not. It's just different. It's more of a plan. And um, it, across the United States, we're seeing more and more legal plans pop up. So that's the, the I think, the vocabulary we're going to use, legal insurance versus legal plans. Sure. You know, my experience with legal plans is back when I used to sue debt collectors and defend people sued by debt collectors, people would come to me all the time with their documents drafted by prepaid legal services, which is now called Legal Shield, I think. And essentially, they, they get a collection letter and they go to their Legal Shield person who drafts a letter to the debt collector that says, Hey, uh, are you trying to collect from this person? Because they say you are. And I'm not their lawyer, but uh, but I'm writing this letter on their behalf and you should cut it out. And it it's totally ineffectual. And that's what all the letters look like. But people feel like they've gotten a service when they really haven't gotten anything other than, you know, a, hey, what are you doing? Please cut it out letter. And, you know, you could write that yourself. And so I have this kind of a bad uh, impression of it because I don't think there's any value to that. And if people are pumping 20 bucks a month into that and that's all they're getting, I don't even know. But what you offer is different. What legal insurance is, is uh, if you get in a car accident, legal insurance covers the bill, right? So that's, it's a, 
first of all, I can't speak for Legal Shield at all. But yes, you we are. No, you let gamut. you let me say bad things about Legal Shield. You don't <laughs> there have to. you go. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. But we are the gamut. So see, you're exactly right. It's not just a document that's being generated or something that we actually connect you with attorneys. We see the value in attorneys, and we want to make sure you're getting soup to nuts help. Which means, let's say you are you do have a civil matter because you've been in a tra- traffic accident and you need to do a lawsuit or you've been sued, unfortunately, you get connected with an attorney and um, you get help for your entire matter. And the only thing that you pay for is filing fees. Is there a deductible like uh, like with health insurance? There is not on our group product. We do have an individual product here at Arug that is that does have a deductible. Okay, so there are a couple things in there that I want to unpack. Sure. Group product. I assume this is something that you're hoping that employers will offer to their employees. Absolutely. So we have found that um, many of our clients are employers and they find that offering a legal plan through their voluntary benefits section is a very good way to keep quality employees. It also shows, uh, there's research that shows that those employees who have legal insurance are actually more productive at work. And by that, I mean uh, everybody has a legal issue, whether they know it or not. And that's another thing that we try to help um, do is identify legal issues. They have a legal issue that's bothering them. And so what they can do then is easily pick up the phone or go to an attorney and talk to them and they then are able to get that matter resolved or at least have peace of mind they have help and then they can be more productive. So our our, our clients find it to be very beneficial. I mean, it's the same logic as health insurance, I imagine. Right? Yes. If you've got a broken leg, then you can't be as productive at your job because you've, you're Absolutely. in pain and same kind of thing for your, your legal issue pain. This is very popular in Germany, which I think Arag is from. Why do you think it's not catching on? Why is it new in the U.S. anyway? I guess that's part of my question. Why, why is this uh, all of a sudden I'm hearing about this and really hadn't before? That's a great question. And to be quite frank with you, um, the legal plans and legal insurance in the industry are also wondering why it's considered a new phenomenon. Uh, it's been around, ARUG specifically has been around for 75 years. Hmm. And um, so it's in, in the United States over 50 years. It's It's been around. So, and the other companies, um, there's some other companies that have been around for a while too. So um, I I am not sure that answer, Sam, on exactly why it's not well-known. Maybe it's because it has been more in the group market and not on the individual consumer side. But what I can tell you is uh, one of the ways we're trying to, we in the industry are trying to help this access to justice gap that you mentioned at the beginning was because the United States is so far down on offering of um, overall accessibility and affordability, and we are so far behind our European counterparts. And that's discerning to all of us on on how that happens and why that happens. You know what? Let's take a quick break for messages from our sponsors, just two minutes. And when we come back, I want to take apart another piece of what you said, which was that you help connect people to attorneys, which sounds an awful lot like an opportunity for lawyers. And we can talk about that in a minute. Did you know that law firms are the seventh highest target for cyber criminals? Breaches in security could cost you your clients, your reputation, and ultimately your firm. Protect your firm from cyber attacks with Abacus Private Cloud, the compliance-ready, fully managed desktop-as-a-service engineered to safeguard your firm against cyber threats. Abacus Private Cloud is brought to you by Abacus Data Systems, a leading provider of business technology products and solutions, including Abacus Law, 
simplifying your practice management since 1983. Learn more at abacusprivatecloud.com slash lawyerist. Billable hours are the lifeblood of a successful law practice. Problem is, you still have to bill those hours. Even if your law firm has an accountant, tracking hours, clients, rates, preparing invoices, and collecting on those invoices is time you never get paid for. And writing notes to yourself in court or on the road is inefficient and error-prone. Run your legal practice better with cloud accounting software and see why over 600,000 small businesses love Zero. Get a free trial at Zero.com. That's X-E-R-O.com. Beautiful accounting software. Okay, Nicole, so you said that you work with lawyers, which sounds to me like there might be an opportunity for lawyers to be in a referral network. Absolutely. So one thing, we it's very important for lawyers to know that we do not, and most people, uh, plans do not require any kind of fee uh, to join. It really is to get them in the door to a consumer or a client that they wouldn't have access to other ways. Because it's our job, Sam, to get those consumers or those clients to understand they have a legal issue. That's the number one problem we've found across the board um, is that people just don't understand. They don't understand they need an attorney. They don't want to see an attorney. They don't think they can afford them and so on. And so what our job is, is to educate those consumers, get them to an attorney, because what we found is once they do go to an attorney, they really find value in that attorney um, and using attorney services. So for lawyers, absolutely. We would love to have you. Um, we actually, like I said, no fees. We uh, will bring you the clients and we pay you directly. So um, just so we're not all about ARG here, um, sure. are there, I assume you have competitors. Absolutely. And I, And my assumption is, first of all, that you're uh, prepaid legal service plans are are one thing that you're competing with because even if they're different products, I can imagine an employer looking at both and thinking they're, you know, flip sides of the same coin or something. Of course. But are there other legal insurance companies in the U.S.? Yes, there are Hyatt Legal um, or um, it's a MetLife company. Mm-hmm. They are also... Um, considered a uh, legal insurance in some states. Mm-hmm. And so they have very, a uh, very similar model to ours. And uh, I, I guess now that I'm thinking about it, my wife is a lawyer for a union. Um, that seems similar. You're getting s- sort of legal insurance related to your specific pro- employment situation when you are paying your union dues. Are there, are there other plans besides that? Or is it basically you and Hyatt Legal are kind of occupying the space? No, thank you for bringing that up. And you made a great point. Unions are actually, I believe, where um, it really started in the United States, too. There there are several legal plans through unions because they find it such a benefit to their their members. Um, what's interesting is that we've seen in the industry um, quite a few law firms actually starting legal plans, finding niches. Maybe it's a traffic issue or maybe it's criminal or you, you name it. And they're starting legal plans to be able to provide provide uh, their clients or potential clients a benefit at a lower fee. Oh, gotcha. Um, so it sounds like it's still a pretty small market in the U.S., but um, it, it, based on what you've said in the past, it sounds like it's in a lot of Europe, this is how things are done. This is how you hire a lawyer is through legal insurance. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. They they don't, again, understand the problem we have with access to justice gaps because they believe it's just important to have a lawyer as it is to have a doctor. That's that's pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. So it is it is both an opportunity for lawyers. It is a 
um, potential benefit for employees. Um, and and you're, you're, how are you doing? How's business? It's fantastic. We continue to grow. Um, I think the industry as a whole is growing. Um, it's fun to see these new plans come up as well as, like I said, the law, law firms doing it because there's such a need to bridge that gap and connect attorneys with consumers who might not otherwise have gone to them. It's a, it's a fun thing to see. And I can only hope that it'll continue to grow for the entire industry. Now, you've talked about it as a possible piece of the puzzle for access to justice. And I guess I'm just trying to uh, get my head around, are the sorts of jobs that people who normally can't afford lawyers also the sorts of jobs that are going to provide this as a benefit? I mean, I'm thinking we're talking more about um, lower wage jobs are the people who work for those jobs who can't afford lawyers. That's a great way of thinking it. But what I would suggest to you is that we have, depending on what statistic you look at, across the United States, 70, 80% of people are not getting their legal needs met. So I, yes, I absolutely do think that the access to justice gap identifies uh, legal assistance or lower income uh, individuals, but it also encompasses modest means income to moderate, which absolutely legal plans would be available to. And to be quite frank with you, with um, those that have individual plans, that's also available to anyone, uh, you know, for less than uh, $20 a month if it's an employer plan. So uh, I would say that that it absolutely does bridge the gap in that it's trying to provide affordable access to a service that we feel is so imperative to consumers that they're not getting now. So think, Sam, of all the pro se you hear about in the, the court system. Mm-hmm. That's another way that the, the legal plans can and the legal insurance can come in and make a difference in the access to justice gap, regardless of income. Well, it's really interesting. And, and thanks for kind of laying it out there and explaining it to us. And I hope uh, if people have questions, they will drop them in the comments on our website or, or in the discussion forum, the lab. And um, I will ping you to come in and help provide information if we've missed anything today. So thank you so much for being with us. Thank you, Sam. I really appreciate it. make sure you catch next week's episode of The Lawyerist Podcast. Subscribe to The Lawyerist Podcast in iTunes or in your favorite podcast app. You can listen to it at lawyerist.com slash podcast. You can also subscribe to The Lawyerist Insider, our weekly newsletter. Just go to lawyerist.com and look down the sidebar or click on newsletter up at the top. We'll remind you where to find the podcast whenever we release a new episode. Thanks for listening.